Hi, welcome to One More Dig, Metal Detecting Stories. I'm Dave Spannenberg. Well, here we are, episode 15. Um, I'm titling it Listener Appreciation. Um, we're almost to 1,500 downloads with this little podcast. And I thank each and every one of you who's downloaded and listened. Um, it's been a lot of fun for me. And I've gotten some feedback via email recently. A um, couple of different individuals who seemed to enjoy the show and uh, and provided some feedback. And uh, I'm doing pretty well in the ratings and review. Please make sure that you rate and review the podcast at whichever platform um, you listen. That's very helpful to me. And it's helpful to others who are thinking about listening. Um, helps them be more educated on, uh, on what's going on. It's sort of like the Rotten Tomatoes um, effect. So, yeah, so we're nearing 1,500 downloads. And um, today, to celebrate that, I'm going to, at the end of the podcast, give out some information um, and do a little giveaway. I had some t-shirts made and some stickers made with my new logo that uh, you can see when you go in and click to listen to the podcast. And uh, I really like it. Um, I guess it came out a couple weeks ago. I updated the podcast logo and my Facebook page and and uh, it's my desktop on my uh, computer, and so I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I've gotten some feedback on that as well. Um, so yeah, we're gonna at the very end we're gonna do a giveaway, um, and I'm gonna make you listen to the very end to uh, give the information on the details of uh, how it's gonna work. Um, but before then. Um, just uh, a few words about what I've been up to. Um, I have not metal detected in a in a probably three weeks, um, except for today. I went out for a little bit, but um, I hadn't been for three weeks. the The fields that I hunt, um, the hay was was too tall, and they're they're actually starting to hay it um, this week. So I went out on a little piece that they had already taken care of, but it was, um, even up here in central New Hampshire, it's, uh, well, look at my watch. It's, it's 90 degrees right now. And, uh, out in the sun, that's tough. And I wear jeans, um, as we probably all do since we're kneeling down and they're, Back to Poison Ivy, there's Poison Ivy everywhere, so I wear a long-sleeve white T-shirt, um, for now anyway. And Anyway, it was it was too hot to be out there today for, for too long, but I've probably spent 45 minutes. Um, I was lucky enough, the farmer came by and was uh, doing something with his equipment, so I, I was able to talk to him for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, he... he uh, He's a good guy, and uh, he likes that I don't destroy destroy the fields that he that he hays and makes a living selling the hay. And uh, 
you know, we all need to make sure that we fill our holes and we uh, make sure that it's not a not a mess when when the landowner comes out to look at it. Um, that's the last thing we want is to uh, perpetuate any bad reputations that this that the sport has. You all know that, um, but I'm very cognizant of how I how I do things. As a matter of fact, um, if like if I'm on private, like say private property, but if I'm on somebody's lawn or in a park, and it's uh, and it's raining um, and the the dirt's sort of goopy in the hole, and when you pull it out, it gets on the grass and 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 makes a mess. I actually bring a little piece of cloth to put the to put the dirt on, just so it doesn't make a mess around the hole, and then I can. Um, push the hole down, stamp it, and you can't even tell. Um, yeah, so taking care of our, you know, of our permissions is important. Um, it keeps keeps our reputations intact. And uh, word of mouth in the community can go both ways. If if your permissions are happy with uh, with how you're leaving their property, you might get. Um, lucky enough to get additional and if they aren't happy well they'll kick you off and they'll make sure they tell their friends and and that has a ripple effect but uh, but my farmer today was very happy he actually asked me to keep an eye out for these little metal through like rectangular two by two pieces that go on his rake that he pulls around and sometimes the bolts break and they they pop off um, I haven't found any yet in all the times I've gone. I found them at other fields, um, but not this particular one where he actually asked me to um, look for it. So that's kind of funny. But all right. So at the end, we're going to talk about this listener appreciation giveaway. But now I think I haven't told a longhouse treasure hunter story in quite some time. And I got an email um, from a listener who said that they enjoy the stories about the club. And so this is one from 2004, Black Friday. Um, it wasn't actually on Friday. It was on Saturday this year, but we still call it the Black Friday hunt. It's one of the two major um, trips that we that we do every year. And this is... Boy, fun to read, brings back memories, and man, we just fragged around and didn't sometimes didn't really find anything good. It's hilarious. So I'm going to read it verbatim how the team leader wrote it in 2004, and some things um, are probably going to be more funny to me than you, but I think it's pretty cool to read them read them verbatim rather than just tell the story myself after reading it. So here we go. 2004 Black Friday, Saturday hunt. There always has to be someone who is last to show up, and this time it was John. Of course, officially Lumpy was the last to arrive since we were forced to pick him up at McDonald's. It seems that he could not be seen at the meetup spot and demanded that we pick him up at some discreet location. 
First stop was at Cumberland Farms for gas, coffee, snacks, and ice. Next stop was McDonald's to pick up Lumpy. He had the breakfast bagels. Team leader's plan was to head towards Fishfield and maybe spot something along the way. Going through Ames. So I'll stop here quick. I just want to say these are little towns in like upstate New York in the like western midwestern area of new york um this was so long ago and i really don't even remember where these were i just know they were in upstate new york but here we go going through ames lumpy mentioned that he used to play baseball there upon hearing that we quickly turned the gray lady around to investigate sure enough there was an old park like area and backstop behind an old church as usual, everyone was afraid to jump out and hunt, so we decided to inquire at the store. Luck was on our side as we spotted Charlie heading into the store. We asked him if that was an old park, and he verified that it was. We acknowledged that as having obtained permission and headed back to try our luck. It looked like a great place, and we were all eager to see what treasures lay beneath the surface. Everyone started digging, but the field seemed to hold only modern clad. A few wheat pennies did emerge, but that was not enough to keep us there for very long. Dave was happy to have us all pile back in the Gray Lady again so he could continue driving around. Earl and Lumpy could only talk about going back there again sometime because it seemed to be a great spot. At this point, Clark started to experience severe pain in his left eye. This was the start of what turned out to be an agonizing day for him. On the drive, we broke out the bagels that Lumpy made and enjoyed some good team gossip. No more stops until we reached Fish Field, and boy, everyone is excited to see that huge expanse of fields. We had been there only once before, and the entire team was ready to see what this place really had to offer. Everyone quickly spread out to start the hunt. It wasn't long before wheat pennies started to be uncovered. Lots of clad and more wheaties, but no silver. Clark found a ring that appeared to be silver, but after cleaning it turned out to be junk. And then Lumpy struck silver with a rosy dime. John found a ring, lots of clad, and a nice shirt. Earl found an official Fishfield Falcons football jersey and a new mouth guard still sealed in its original package. He left it. These two finds combined to give Earl a big lead in the non-metal prize category. Jay was having a big problem with his detector and ended up spending more time resting in the van than actually hunting. Dave played around with his detector but seemed to enjoy resting with Barney more than looking for treasures. I guess when you have inferior detectors, you don't expect to find much anyway. We spent a lot of time at Fishfield, but some team members were getting bored and frustrated that no good finds were being recovered. After some more eating and drinking, we decided to find another spot someplace. So we headed to, you guessed it, Hobart. Good old faithful Hobart, where we always found some silver. Clark gave up the shotgun seat due to agonizing inflammation of the eye. Lumpy assumed the role and showed that he's a little rusty at reading the map. But with some coaching from Earl and Clark from the back seat, we got on the right path to Hobart. It was getting quite dark by the time we arrived, so everyone quickly jumped out and started hunting. Lots of digging, but no good finds for us to brag about. 
Darkness set in quickly, and it was time to head for home. It was another great, typical hunt for the team, although we didn't really find anything good. But it was good just to be out as a team and sharing the camaraderie. Everyone got the chance to go home, clean their finds, and then report to Clark on what they had. The winners are most coins, Lumpy, oldest coin, Clark, most silver coins, Lumpy, which I think was just the one Rosie, oldest foreign coin, John, best token, Lumpy, best jewelry item, John, best artifact, Earl, best non-metal item, Earl, hunter of the day, Jay, find of the day, Dave, which was me. Um, hunter of the day was Jay because that's he just sat around and did nothing and we made up that category for him, apparently, because he found nothing. Um, and the funny story behind um, Clark wrote this and he poked fun at Hobart a couple times. And there were a few years where we would, as I said in the beginning in the episode two, we would just get in the car and have a loose idea where we were going and drive around. And we always end up in this little town called Hobart because we found a couple barber coins and a few seated coins. And I found a standing Liberty quarter and um, we had cleaned out all the spots years before, but we just were compelled somehow um, to keep, keep going there. And, and uh, we ended up a lot of days there and a lot of years not finding anything. Um, but it was a lot of fun and we always had sandwiches and drinks and things. And it was nice to see everybody. So that was the 2004 black Friday um, hunt, which was on Saturday. And those are most of the usual players. Um, Kirk wasn't there. And Steve wasn't there. And everyone else was there, including John, who was, uh, I don't believe he was a member of the club, but I think he was a friend that, uh, that we took along for the ride, which, hey, why not call him a member? He's a friend and he was hunting with us. So there you go. John was an honorary member in the 2004 Black Friday hunt. Um, so now I have actually something I want to talk about. I have a question and I'm going to need some listener feedback on this. Um, back, uh, what, what episode was it? I can't remember. I talked about uh, a Confederate belt plate that I was lucky enough to find. And I was just going to put this out there. Um, I want to get it authenticated and appraised. And I was wondering if any of you knew of an outfit that does that or that does it yourself. Um, and if you could email me at omdstories at gmail.com, that would be great because I don't want to just email it around. I don't want to just, uh, you know, I just don't know legitimate places that would verify um, those types of artifacts. So if any of you all know a place, 
please email it to me. Um, or if you have any knowledge, um, and I can send pictures for folks to look at. So I'm counting on you guys to help me out on this. And I'm sure someone will come through. Um, so now for the listener appreciation. I'm very excited to do this. I've been thinking about this for a while. And I was going to wait until I had 1,500 downloads. But the shirts came in this week. And the stickers came in this week, and I'm so excited about them. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do this now. Um, for the first three emails that I receive at omdstories at gmail.com, I will mail both a sticker and a logoed t shirt. For the next three, numbers four through six, I will mail a sticker. So that's the first three, one, two, and three, a shirt and a sticker, both logoed with one more dig metal detecting stories. And four, five, six will receive a sticker. Um, in order to, in order to qualify, obviously I need an email at omdstories at gmail.com. But in the subject line, I need it to say one more dig listener appreciation so that I can differentiate from other emails um, that are coming along. So again, in the subject line, one more dig listener appreciation and one, two, three, get a shirt and a sticker, four, five, six, get a sticker. And if you want to see what the logo looks like, just look at the, my logo on the, on the podcast, which I'm sure anyone who's listening has already seen that anyway. Um, but this is exciting. I'm pretty uh, pretty stoked. And for those of you who um, who win, I will just send a quick email back and uh, just ask for your your address, your mailing address. You don't have to send that in the initial um, email. So I guess I'll see if uh, if there's. <laughs> at least six people listening. Um, I think there are. And I enjoy doing this. So, yeah, that's about all I have today. Um, again, hope you enjoyed the Longhouse Treasure Hunter story. Um, anybody know anything about Confederate belt plates? Send me an email. And for the giveaway... Uh, just put in the subject line one more dig listener appreciation and i can't wait to see what happens here i hope i get a, a overwhelming amount of emails um even six would be great and i'm gonna sign off now um thank you everybody for such a great start to the one more dig podcast and I'll talk to you next time. This has been One More Dig Metal Detecting Stories, and I'm Dave Sponenberg. Mm -hmm.